Kilmore Toyota. While you wait servicing with a free lunch or breakfast in our cafe. Live across Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Winners with Gareth Hall. three before the corner, then Rothfire Imperatriz is making her bid as Fuhr around the turn at the 150, led a length and a half Imperatriz is flying now as Fuhr at the 50, Imperatriz has got her, and raced on by Imperatriz by a length, as Fuhr a second, and coming James third Amelia's Jewel stoked up to run her down into the straight at the 150 Pride of Jenny a half length Amelia's Jewel moves up on the outside takes Pride of Jenny is coming clear great pipe opener bring on the Cox Plate Amelia's Jewel three quarters of a length The big winners on this Saturday morning, Saturday the 30th of September. Gareth Hall with you. What a night it was at the Valley last night. The two queens of the Australasian turf, Imperatrice, and New Zealand superstar. Wasn't she awesome to smash her own track record in the Group 1 Moya Stakes? And just before her, the queen of Australia's uh, racing turf these days in Amelia's Jewels. She was superb in the stocks and a track record time as well over the mile. She'll go to the Cox Plate. I've got no doubt about that now. Amelia's Jewel, and then Imperatrice. They say she's not going to the Everest, but I don't believe them. Surely someone's go, got to ring David Ellis up this morning and um, and say that um, that uh, she has to get to the to the Everest. Now I don't know if the boys can hear me. I think they are. They're carrying on like pork chops there. That just put me off my my thinking. They're like like a disaster. Um, on Zoom that there's something something going amiss, but they're right. They can listen to us now. Let's welcome in the team. Mickey Gannon, hello to you. Morning, G. Yeah, just a uh, few malfunctions there, but we're up and away now. G'day, base. Hello. Good morning, boys. Morning, G. Morning, Gano. And morning to all the listeners. What yes. a huge day we've got today. I can't wait. Always great to catch up. Brett Baker, Mickey Gannon with us on this Saturday morning. Now, boys... It is a, it is a, it, it's a dream weekend for us sporting fans. Last night we had some superb racing at the Valley. Today we've got the AFL Grand Final, three Group Ones, and a Premier Stakes there in Sydney at Ramwick. And then tomorrow we head to Sandown for a Sandown Stakes, and then tomorrow night the NRL Grand Final. What excites you most, Bakes, on this weekend? Um, I oh, look. You know, both of my teams are sort of knocked out of the NRL and the AFL. So whilst it'll, they'll be great watches, I've got, you know, I'll, I'll have that on uh, at the at the track today. I'll be taking along a little iPad so I can keep an eye on it. Yep. But, uh, mate, Group 1 Racing, Epsom weekend is always just about the Epsom for me. It's huge. You know, you've got three Group 1s in Sydney. You've got a long weekend up here. Um, you don't have to worry too much about races outside of Sydney today. So you can just focus on your nine or 10 races and really enjoy it. 27 degrees out at the track today. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. And Mickey Gannon, what did you make of last night? We had Imperatrice and Amelia's Jewel that was so impressive. We'll start with Amelia's Jewel. Um, she, heads, she heads to the track now, I think. And then she'll probably, I reckon she'll go to the Cox Plate. Um, yeah, she had, a, she had another string to her bow last yeah. night by seeing on speed there, G. And, uh, 
Look, she'll be competitive. I'll ask you the question because you're a big fan of her. Was the was the margin enough to keep you excited um, heading forward? I understand in the past you suggested that she just does enough to get the job done. Is there enough in that margin to keep you excited? Well, they did run time and she was on speed. I've never seen her do that jump. And, geez, it was a great ride by Dean Lane. I think, and I think even Simon Miller thought she'd be going back from that draw. Mm. And if she went back, it would have been really interesting to see whether she could have rounded up the, the second horse. So um, he was right on her back and she, I was there watching her. She just, she pricked her ears on the line. Yeah. She's a, she's just got a wonderful brain as well. She just, she just knows what to, to do. And she goes, well, that's, that's enough Laney. Um, yep. I'll go, I'll head to Caulfield now. I'll, I'll head to the track and then I'll go to the Cox plate. I, I think, I think that's the race that they'll aim her up at now. Um, so if they go to the 1600 meters to the 2000, I think it'd be interesting to see what weight she gets in a Turak now. Um, she might have to carry 56 in a Turak. Um, yeah, I don't well, think it will matter. But... That won't, I don't think that'll matter at all, G. I, I, I think she'll be fine. I think she'll handle it. And I think she'll, be going, she'll go very well yeah. in a Cox plate as well. And Bakes, I stirred the pot a little bit last night. I was only, I was at the Valley and I watched him pair at trees and I thought, I thought his fur was home as they swung yeah. for home. I thought this has been a beautiful ride by Mitch Aiken and, the mare will have to sprint and sprint quickly to get over the top of her. And she just picked as fur up like she was standing still. And she's a proper horse of, as fur. And that's her, that's her zone. Like that's her bread and butter in a way, like a, a thousand to 1100 meters. And Imperatrix is better over the six furlongs. And she, she's an amazing athlete in Imperatrix. And I'm thinking, how are they going to beat her in an Everest? And she hasn't even got a slot in the Everest. And they, they're adamant they're not going to the Everest. They're going to a, a Manicado and then they're going to a Dali. And people were texting me last night and I was having some and um, some smart racing people. Why would you want to go to the Everest? Well, if the race is worth $7 million and say year long put in an offer for 70% of the, of the prize money, that's 4.9 million to the winner. So, um, even if she runs second, she's getting more than she would if she won a, a Manicato over, I think it's 1.2 million to the winner there. Don't give me the, don't give me this rubbish about group ones. Like it's not going to make any difference no. to a brew. Well, she's got them now. Yeah. Except mate, the, the Everest is worth 20 this year. I know, but 7 million to the winner bakes. And then you've got yeah, to, yeah. Which is, yeah. I mean, I, I don't get it. I'm, I am absolutely gobsmacked. You know, there was, I saw the sort of interview with the uh, with the trainer before, and he sort of sat on the fence a bit about whether she's better going the other way around. And and I think it's sort of you know, flip a coin stuff. I don't think she's that much worse going the Sydney way. And yeah. um, you come up here, and I mean, realistically, who's going to beat her? Um, you know, I suppose if you don't, if she doesn't go, then Asfora has to come into thinking because, as you said, Asfora was nearly home. Um, there's a lot to play out. Even Gary Portelli was saying to the boys on the odds couple this morning, indicating that NCAP, who was second in the Golden Rose, and he made a good point. He goes, if if my horse won the Golden Rose, I'd have a Everest, Everest slot. Um, the horse that finished third's got an Everest slot. So if, and he's had a few phone calls about um, an indication if they would be interested. And so if they can get a deal, they would go towards an Everest. So, there's still a bit to play out, and the Premier Stakes will have a lot of answers today, I would imagine as well, Mickey Gannon. We might have a chat about this Premier Stakes while we're on this Everest conversation. It's 
Think about it's the favourite now, would you believe, for the Everest. Now, he's had the 10 starts for nine wins. I think he's a better 1,300-mile horse than a sprinter, but he's been heavily supported here. We don't know his ceiling, um, and he's going to start – I reckon he'll start close to odds on here. Um, at the moment there with Pickle Bet, what price are we getting for think about? It? He's like a dollar ninety-five. I think that's rock bottom for him first up. Lost and running eighteen dollars. Marzu's had good backing at nine dollars fifty. And then we go to Y five oh ten dollars. Alcohol free nine dollars fifty. Bellinipatina six fifty, and then Zapateo at six dollars here, Mickey Gannon. Is he a good thing of the day? Think about it. Could you take a dollar ninety-five? What price do you think he'll start? Not at all. I think he'll drift here. I, don't, I can't imagine the pros chiming in first up here, 1,200 metres. He'll be screwed down enough, but I, I agree with you. I think he's more of a high-pressure um, Everest horse, so he's more of a 1,400 metre horse. So the 1,200 metres of an Everest will be ideal, um, not screwed down at all. I'd be happy to risk, and I, I'd suggest you probably get something close to yeah. later in the day. Interesting, there's been really good support for Marzu. This is D-Day for Marzu. Uh, if he doesn't stand up here, I'd be surprised if they go to an Everest. Hawaii Five O is a horse that I think jump out of the ground today. Eleven hundred meters wasn't his go, but I was very keen to back him at twelve hundred meters with the hungry natural will reward and alcohol free. He's the one that could just jump out of the ground here today. Uh, she needs to run well. She really needs to run well. It's just, you know, obviously she's got that spot locked in, but if she doesn't run well, then there'll be question marks. She'll jump out of the ground as well, and her trials have been fantastic. She's the most fascinating horse, Bakes, I think, of the day anywhere in the country, alcohol-free, because she's a Group 1 winner, wait for age in a July Cup. It's a fair income sprint race over in the UK. She then went to a Group 1 race after that and wasn't far behind the best horse, I think, that we've seen in the world since Frankel, I would imagine, or there's winks there that we can have a chat about as well. Um, but she wasn't far off that superstar shape that shape hand and um, middle distance horse. I'm just trying to, uh, the name escapes him, would you believe? Um, I'm just trying to find that horse's name. I'm, bear with me. It was um, Bahid. Bahid he was, yeah. yeah, he was, he was, a, he was, he was a plus quality and she wasn't far off him. So if she turns up to that type of form that saw her win a July Cup, she's going to take some beating here, backs. Yeah, I, I guess people are just looking back at, at the Queen of the Turf run and going, you know, she, there was a massive spruik on her, and she was she was terrible. Um, sure, heavy track, uh, first run in, in Australia, so I guess you get some excuses there, but... Uh, it was disappointing, no matter how you, you know, you know, no matter which way you look at it. Um, I thought Zapateo could run a race here today. Um, I loved her first up run, and I think she gets better here. Um, but I, my money is going to be on. Think about it on the favourite. He's a multi leg for me for sure. You know, uh, they just don't know how good this horse is. I mean, you know, he hasn't been beaten for a long time. So, yeah, look, I, I agree. Agree with you, Gano. $2, yep, rock bottom. But I think he comes out and stamps his favouritism for the Everest today. Yeah, love that. And I'll tell you, interesting with the alcohol-free base is that he, he, she's now on a dry track, which is ideal. Yep. There were massive spruik. I think we just need to... Um, obviously keep that par in parallel. Obviously the way she performed was disappointing, but she was very, very 
good pri- uh, prior. She sure, paraded sure. terrible. She turned out and raced terrible. It was a very unattractive sort of setup for her. She's now had that prep under her belt for a stable that probably low flying. I, the, the data would suggest they're probably the best stable in the country right now and have been for the last 12 months. So it would be no surprise to see Alcohol Free come out and put them away today. Well, you were all over the alligator last week. You 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 nailed it. You had a cracker week last week, actually. You did very well. Alligator blood, militarised. There are a couple yeah. of others. We should have mentioned that from the top. Up. We are living in Mickey Gaddon's world, Bakes. There's no doubt about <laughs> we that. We are, mate. We're just lucky <laughs> yeah. to be here in yeah. this rarefied air. This is this is winners thanks to Kilmore Toyota, Toyota Hilux, and Toyota Land Cruiser specialists, and get an extra place every race with Picklebet's top four betting. So alcohol free. You, you forget that she went around there. In the first start in the autumn in this country, she was completely off her head, a bit like you, Bakes, about 10.30 on a Saturday night. She, <laughs> she, she, oh. she just didn't want to be there. You know me too she, well, mate. She was right on the steel, and um, it was a forgive run. I think she's trolled – like, I haven't, I don't think her trolls have been like wowee, but they've been solid enough. They've been – okay, I think they might have her back. Um, Platform-building trials, G. I think that's, yep. that's the key, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm interested to see what she can do today. So that's the Premier Stakes. We're both with the favourite here, are we, um, Bakes and, and Mickey? I am. No, I'm yes. against. Bakes is with her. I'm, I'm against, mate. So who are you taking on? Who are you uh, with? I'm, I'm happy to have something Hawaii Five-0 and something alcohol-free. Okay. Each way with the gay waterhouse and Adrian too much alcohol free us. for me today. Let me no. tell you. <laughs> You're drinking responsibly. <laughs> 16 minutes past nine. We'll come back and have a look at the... The famous smile race there, the Epsom, straight after this. This is Winners. Kilmore Toyota. While you wait, vehicle servicing with a free lunch or breakfast in our cafe. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Winners. Sorry, my, my voice is going to, I don't know what is wrong with it, Mickey Gannon. But I'm looking forward to the Epsom today. What did David Perez say about the inevitable? He's been very bullish, mate. A great interview this morning. He talked about the horse. His opinion on the horse is that he's actually improved as an eight-year-old, which is quite surprising. He's been up at Bong Bong, which is a five-and-a-half star, six-star uh, resort, not just for uh, not just for the horse, but also for the jockey and those in charge. But uh, suggestion is the horse is flying. He wants to take a more forward position in the run, which is a, um, a sound decision, given there's not a, a lot of speed in the race. And uh, he thinks the horse is ready to peak here, second up today, 1,600 metres, no issue at all. And th- we did pose the question to him, G, the soft 1,300 metres now to 1,600 metres, is that a concern? And he said, no, not, not whatsoever. Yeah, because he's basically looking after the horse with John Key, so he spent the majority of the time since the horse has been here. I think he's been with the horse every day, apart from when he went back to Tassie to ride on a Sunday. So it's great to see him here, um, David Prez, and he gets his opportunity. But, Bakes, listen to this for a story, all right? And and Mickey explained it so well uh, on the Sydney set. So you, you've got a share in the inevitable with a group of mates. I think the, the biggest shareholder is 10%, and the rest are like 2.5%, 5 um, he's trained by a colourful character. He was anyway by Scotty Brunton. Now, Scotty, I've known Scotty for a while. I enjoy his company. I, th- I think he's a, he's a ripper. He's a wonderful horseman, Scotty Brunton. But he, he's had the ability over his journey to find some trouble throughout his life. Haven't we all? <laughs> Haven't we all? And he's and, not Robinson Crusoe there. No. So the last, the last um, 
the last bit of um, bother Scotty's got in recently is with the taxation office. So he's been stood down. Um, the report said he owned, he owed the taxation office close to a million dollars. So he's trying to work that out. And the Tassie Racing or the Integrity Department said um, you can't have a license because of that. So they had to go. So Tegan trains the horse. She takes it to Sydney and then Tegan gets into some trouble. So then Tegan can't train the horse either. So they have to call up Johnny, Johnny Keys, um, her old man. And Johnny's sort of in the twilight of his career. And he arrives there in Sydney and he doesn't know how to, how to get to the horse to bong bong to, to Ranwick. He's trying to work out what feed to, to, to give the horse. And then David Perez is there and they're trying to work out how, how the best way to, to prep, to, to, to prepare this horse in a way. And then they work it all out and Perez has been great. And now they're, they're heading towards an Epsom. And so you've got the owners here that have been on some ride. You, they're getting the updates. It's been a little bit, you know, it's, it's been a bit of a wild ride to say the least. Um, and you could just imagine they've got this eight year old in a group one, who's a leading chance after the Theo marks, but and I, and, I, and I was talking to a few of the owners there the other day. I said, you should just sit back and enjoy this this ride because at least, number one, your life's not boring. Number two, you can't complain how the horse has been going because he 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 was competitive. He won a Silver Eagle as a four-year-old. He It all went wrong in a Golden Eagle. Then they couldn't get him back for a few years. And then he was a different horse last preparation. He dominated the weight for age Tassie features. He was mighty in a all-star mile. And then he's running the Theo Marks. And I was saying to this to, to Mickey during the week, if he wasn't trained by John Keyes and David Perez wasn't next to his name as well, and it was Kira Maher and David Eustace and James McDonald, he'd be a $3 favourite heading into the Epsom today, Bakes. And this is a story that, and I tried to explain it the best I possibly could then, but this is a story that only racing could could produce, Bakes. Um, look, that's the beauty about this sport that we're in and that we love. Um, you know, everybody who's been racing for a while has got a story, be it about a, a midweek horse going round in a class one or a 64 out in the bush, or you're, you know, the inevitable in, in a group one today at Epsom. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the race, obviously this is one of the toughest races of the year. There's no doubt about that. And there are at least five or six horses that I think can win. So there's probably more. Um, I do like the inevitable. I'm a little bit concerned though. He's gone from $5 straight out favorite this morning and he's out to eight bucks. So he's on the drift, um, which does concern me. Uh, and the other horse that I think is going to feature in the race massively is Hope in Your Heart. Um, a month between the tramway run, the tramway run was huge. She was only getting better. Um, if I'm flipping a coin between the pair of them, I'm on hope in your heart. Kerry Parker was bullish about her chances when I had a chat to him on Stable Mail on Thursday on Giddy Up. Um, Johnny Keyes says the inevitable is better than he was heading towards the Theo Marks. He's 750 here with Pickle Bet. You've got Converge has had some good backing at 950. Golden Miles into $18. Then we go down to Hope in Your Heart, the $6.25 favourite with Pickle Bet. Kovalika, they're telling me that you'll see the real Kovalika today stepping out to the mile at Ramwick. He's into $9.50. Nuggets had good support at $8, pounding at $10. And then Democracy Manifest at 11 And then we go to um, Barbie's Fox at $34. 
And that basically says it all here, Mickey Gannon. What are you thinking in, in this year's Epson? I'll tell you what, G, they want to um, they want to hope Kovalika jumps out of the ground because I was suggesting it was the second coming of Winks not so long ago. Yeah. Guess John Muir aboard and guess the Randwick Miles. So there's plenty of opportunity for it to do its best work here. But I'm still happy to stick with the inevitable. I, I just, you know, on, on Bakes' point, and it's a valid point, it was sort of five, around the 5 or $6 mark, now out to $8. But they bet $15 earlier in the week. I think plenty of people jumped on that, got a piece of that. It got probably a little bit too short. I think the bookies probably just cut a little bit too much. But now around the $8, it's been interesting to see what they do with it late. If it continues to drift, then that's big alarm bells. But I'd be surprised. I think you'll come back and uh, eventually closer to start time and start around that $6.50, $7 mark. And inevitable is on top for me, G. I just think we can't ignore what happened last start. Probably should have won that race. If he wins that race, he's arguably going to be shorter here. The horse I am interested in is the map horse. The other horse that I think can win the race is Red O'Neill. Just jumps uh, from barrier two, lands on speed down in weight. Kathy O'Hara can ride the front run as well. And uh, there is a bit of a lack of speed in the race here. So she could just steal this, G. Yeah. Um, what about a horse like, is there any blowout, like a double-figure price Epsom winner? Um, well, pounding, and... pounding was double figures and was a blowout, but they, yep. but gee, we're as well found now. And I, I think around the 11, 10, 11 dollars was its right price. You're now under nine dollars, so it's a little bit short for mine. But uh, yeah, there was a blowout. That was it. Hope in your heart's obviously naturally a big, big chance. But double figure um, blowouts, yeah, hard pressed finding one in this race. Bakes, you got anything for us? Oh, look, oh, I, I guess if you're double figuring, um, Maybe Redina or Democracy Manifest, but they're only just into double figures. Yeah, um, they could both start. They could both start singles. They could absolutely. Um, look, I, I thought my Oberon's run was great. Um, yeah. You know, in in behind some of the horses that we've just been talking about, but uh, average gait and poorly weighted, but still, you know, six bucks fifty a place. Maybe I don't know. Look, I, I think. You know, I, I think hoping your heart and the inevitable run one too. So I think that could be the, you know, that could be the shout though, base. I, I like the Maya Oberon shout there. Yeah. $6 a place. I think that's not a bad play at all. Six bucks a place is not bad. Could definitely be there. Um, third up, it's going to be rock hard fit. I, I went, just don't like the weight or the game. Yeah, but I, anyway. went, I went into my local barber there the other day. One of the part owners, I won't give him up, was there getting his hair cut. He's got a share of Maya Oberon. He said, mm, maybe small each way there on the Annabelle Nation frame runner um, in the Epsom. So. Um, I think most I of those... like a bit of, bit of ownership to add a length. Yes. I, I was disappointed to see Waterford come out. And there's yes, an event here. I've got a question for you both. And this is this is by no means factual. And this is me just joining some dots. But I, I know that a few of Chris Waller's horses have had... Uh, my good mate Dean Watling suggested that in the Stewart's report have, have, may have had some mucus in recent times. And then now I know a fair few of them have come out today. I just would be great if we could pose a question to Chris at some stage. Is there a virus or something like that going through the stable? Yeah. Or is it just is it just coincidence that a few of these horses have come out um, in bulk? Okay? Because sometimes you think it's a group one grand final day, wide gates. And I know that they can yeah. be safe. There's a lot of... There's a lot of options for these horses down the track. And Chris has been opened about that. If he, he, he arrives on a Saturday morning and he thinks, well... I don't know if this is your day to day, and I don't want to waste. He doesn't want to waste waste runs with these horses, so he wants. To That's make more sure. than likely the case, isn't yeah. it? G? It's just, it just when I it just as a punter using a punter's mind, trying to be one step ahead. Yeah. You just want you wonder that you got to wonder. Oh, There's one other thing too that I'll just throw in there, just to be annoying and make it even wider. Um, you do not see Waller runners go around with the second best jockey in the world, James McDonald, 
at $31. Yeah. Going global is 31 bucks. Well, Macken couldn't get a ride, so I think he was desperate. Um, and he could only ride a certain amount of horses in this race because of his weight. But I remember having a chat to Chris Waller before going global was stepping out, maybe for a first or second start. If she parades well, that's a key to her. If she parades well, um, and I think she's, she needed some race fitness under her belt. I, I agree with you, Bake. She's my knockout chance here in the year-long colours with Macca and, and the Seawaller polish. So, um, yeah, I think she can run a big race if she is behaving herself in the yard. It's 9.30. Let's take the news. This is winners thanks to Kilmore Toyota. Um, while you wait for your vehicle servicing with a free lunch or breakfast in our cafe, that's a deal that you can't knock back, and get an extra place every race with Picklebet's top four betting. Picklebet has evolved fixed odds. Get an extra place every race with Picklebet's top four betting. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org. Dot .au let's take the news it's 931 Welcome back to winners thanks to Kilmore Toyota Toyota Hilux and Toyota Land Cruiser specialists and pickle betters involve fixed odds. Can extra place every race with pickle bets top four betting. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Let's take a look at the Metropolitan for the stays at Group 1 level. I was listening to you on the Sydney set this morning, Mickey Gunn, and I totally agree with you. Like, I don't know how they beat just fine. Down to 50 kilos. Forget about his record over 2,400 metres when he was overseas because you just have to look at his form lines here in Australia. He's a completely different animal. Like, he's he's not the just fine that he was over there in the UK. He's turning up and producing numbers that he never never could have dreamt of, I don't think, in the UK. So he couldn't get 2,400 metres because he couldn't run as fast as he can in this country. So he'll get 2,400 metres today. He did it at both ends the other day when he opened up his lungs nice and early, which isn't easy to do. And then he had a kick. I was watching Channel 7's coverage with James McDonald, and he he goes, well, they don't do that. And I think he'll brain them. And he's down to 50 kilos. Like, Rachel King just needs to – she just has to hang on. And if she hangs on, he wins. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't there. You weren't there, Jen, and, and you're spot on because this is this is one of Rachel's easier rides to victory. And you know what? Good on her because she works hard and she deserves rides like this. But she'll roll forward, and all she has to do is put the horse in a lovely spot. That's been a stable mate night sort of this morning, which only makes her job much much easier. What this horse did last start was beyond impressive. As J Max said in the coverage, you just don't see the horses do what he did. You and over Australian staying races, I don't think I've seen too many do what this horse did. We'll see it again today. Uh, Rachel will go forward, and I suggest this horse has come back four or five lengths better than what we saw in the UK. And if anything, any repeat of what we've seen um, last start, he'll be winning and winning this well, dropping in weight. Bakes? Yeah, look, I, I honestly don't have a lot to add. Um you know, Rachel King is, unfortunately, I've been on the receiving end with a couple of our runs with some of our horses where she just gets to the front. You know, uh, she's got the speed to get there. She'll stack them up halfway through, give him a bit of a breather, and then bang. I think this horse wins by lengths. Uh, it's one of the best bets all day. It's a multi-leg for me, for sure. 
if you're looking for some value, I don't mind Alabia, the place. Now, you can get 440 to run top three. You get 320 for it to run top four. Yes. I, I think it gets in there. It's obviously down in weight as well. And I like, you know, don't get me wrong, I'll be having money on just fine in a multi. Um, but I do like Alabia, the place. I think that's a nice little value bet in this race. I think Mr. Waterville is the interesting horse, the yep. former European galloper, that I didn't think he was too bad first up in this country the other day. He's 390. He was really good. Top two. Top three, two sixty, but just fine a dollar ninety to win that race. And Rachel King's the perfect rider for him as well. I think she's at her best when she's able to dictate terms out in front. And with that, yeah. with that lightweight, um, he's going to be awfully hard to beat. The flight stakes is an interesting race for mine because I think clearly we all know that the best filly so far throughout this series has been this favourite in Tis Invincible, and now she's into two thirty. Tis Invincible's won her last couple where she's been. She's drawn low and she's got a little bit keen, but she's been given a couple of peaches there by Zach Lloyd. Today, she'll be exposed a lot earlier. Whether she'll settle when she's got she's got open air, which I think she'll be um, she'll be seeing today from that wide game, and then whether she can settle, and then if they do run along a little bit, like I think the only time, like if I'm Adam Hieronymus with Tropical Squall, you got to run along a little bit to see if she can stay or not over 1,600 metres because you know your filly can. Whether she's vulnerable in that situation, time will tell. But sometimes with these fillies, Mickey Gaddon, they, their class just gets them over the line, don't, doesn't it? And she just might be just too good for them, regardless of the tactics that are um, applied against her today. Well, it's interesting as punters, G, we, you know, we always like to look for angles as to why we can get horses beat and the angle that the narrative that's been created this week is this horse won't be suited off a fast tempo. I oppose you this. What happens if she is? <laughs> what was that, mate? I pose this question to you. The narrative all week has been that she won't be set, suited off a, off a fast tempo. But imagine if she is. She could put five or six lengths on these. Now, what I will say is there's only two ways I see this race panning out. Tis Invincible getting on the back of Kimochi and then running even um, splits the whole way along. She peels off its back and just gets her head down in the last 100 metres, putting away Tropical Squall. Or Hippo produces an absolute gem and starts clipping up Tropical Squall at the 800 metres yes, and yes. gets a little bit too far ahead and gets the job done. But, hey, we can back them both. Bakes, what do you reckon? Um, I, I'm in a... Go a little bit different. I don't see a lot of value in Tis Invincible at 2.30. I think this is going to be a very different race than the race that she's had in the last couple because of that gate. She's not going to get it easy. Um, Kamachi had to do so much work last time and was still beaten, but was still right there. Kamachi gets the cushy run this time. Um, and Jason Collett is the, is, is the master of that. I really think at $6, you know, two bucks a place, so I, I think there's your bet. That's for me. I'll be structuring a bet, sort of, you know, like a 20 win, 30 place yeah. type bet, something like that. And um, I, I think that works today. 0499736736. I've got the text message machine working now. And this is probably the best text message I've seen for quite some time. Don't worry. Just fine is running faster than a British backpacker living in Bondi, Bondi invading immigration <laughs> after overstaying their visa. Romps in That's today. Good. That's from Johnny. Very Johnny. Johnny. Love it.
Um, so the flight stakes, you're with the favourite bakes, you're taking on the favourite. Mickey Gannon with the favourite bakes is taking on the favourite. And you're with the Gay Waterhouse train filly as well. Tropical Squall that we should have something on that galloper for the Oaks, Mickey. Is that oh, right? definitely. She's been my futures play for the Oaks for a while now since we've got a big push from Gay Waterhouse. And I, I think she'll um, a formal hold up here. And then she might go to the spring champion and then to an Oaks. be very interesting to see where she goes next. Michael Hawke celebrated his 48th birthday. I, lo- I know that he loves his show. So good morning to you, Mickey. We'll take a break. And I think Team Hawks can celebrate Michael's birthday with a couple of winners today. And I'll explain that to you straight after this. This is winners thanks to Kilmore Toyota and Picklebet on this Saturday morning. For all the tips, head to SEN underscore track on Twitter or text us on 0499 736 736. Live across Australia on SEN track, this is Winners with Gareth Hall. An odds update for Picklebet. Try top four betting today. All new at Picklebet. So we've got our same race multis. Is that the, the go today bakes? They're around the, yes, mate, around the mate, um, every race Randwick. at Randwick. Yep. yep. 10 bucks in, money back if you don't get them. I've structured one on the Epsom just because it's the toughest race on the card. Yeah. So if it doesn't get up, I won't feel so bad. Okay. Uh, it, mate, coming from a position of strength, clearly. Uh, the inevitable top three, mm-hmm. Hoping Your Heart top four, and Redina top four. Yes. And that actually pays $25. I think Redina's, I forgot to mention her. I think she's a big chance. And as Chris Waller mm. pointed out, she could run through a brick wall, Redina, at the moment. Kathy Ahara takes the ride. Low Gates haven't got a great record in Epsom, but you've got to respect that galloper. Um, the Makita XGT experience professional cordless power without limits. That track railed true, Mickey Gannon. I like the way it hats off to Mooney Valley last night with the rail and the true. I thought every horse had a, an, their opportunity to to perform at their best. And I think at Royal Randwick, Rail True is going to be um, a day that should see every horse also get their opportunity regarding the, I, I guess it, it comes down to a little bit of tempo as well, but um, we should get perfect conditions there at headquarters for Sydney Racing today, Mickey. Yeah, with the rail and the true position, G, that's the fairest to track plays. So lanes four to 10 will be absolutely ideal. I think one will be inferior, but that's no worries to those in the lead. They can just peel off there. Um, and yeah, I think every horse will get their chance, mate. Obviously, as you mentioned, tempo will play a big part in a lot of those races. But uh, I think it'll be a really good day for racing and great yeah. day to get out there and uh, and check out what's going on on track. I think Bakes will be out there to be a huge day for him. 0499736736 to join our conversation. Hey, Gareth, did you see Jack Ginnivan um, um, from the Collingwood Football Club at the Valley last night? That's from Stalwart. I heard that he was there. I, I didn't see him with my own eyes, so I can't confirm or deny. Gee, you had rumors. some celebrities around you, though. You were well surrounded. Yeah, I wasn't. I, I didn't see the um, the Collingwood star forward, but um, they tell me he was there. I don't know if people complain, oh, what's he doing there before him? before an AFL grand final, but that could be his, his way to relax. I think he's a social. Was he on his 10th vodka yeah. or was he just there to watch the races? Like, no, what, do you, what do you want him to be in sleep? At, by, he's so made... Go to bed by 7 o'clock, yeah. he wouldn't go to sleep. Like, give it a rest. you got to do something. Yeah, I mean, he's what going to do? The punts on. Go no, and watch the races. His mate, have his a, mate Toss was night. there. He, he was in a private box. I, I, I have no problems with that um, play on. I would go. If well, I what was time's play... the grand final, G? Three o'clock? Yeah, three o'clock, two thirty. The the run into a game of an afternoon, like you want to go to bed at midnight and sleep until eight thirty, nine o'clock yeah. because it's such a long run into a three o'clock 
game. Yeah. If you imagine if you went to bed at eight and woke up at four AM. <laughs> nah, play on. Everyone wants to. This world that we live in, everyone wants. Everyone wants to be outraged just for the sake of being outraged. Um, Why not? Um, Democracy Manifest, Bakes, do you give that horse a chance today? One of our listeners wants to know. Yeah, look, I I actually had him in instead of Redina in the in the same race multi, so you can swap them around, um, and you're still getting your twenty five bucks. I think it's absolutely flying. Um, yeah. You know, there'll be free Chinese meals all round if that horse gets up. Yes. What about what about your best today, Mickey Gannon? I, I with my staking plan from the other day on. The weekend preview, I was all over Airman and Altivo. I think both those horses will win for Team Hawks. And you can put Bro, just fine into into that as well. Yeah, I'm not much of a, a three-leg multiplayer, but I love the doubles, and I'll be taking all my doubles with Airman. Uh, they bet around $6 earlier in the week. That was silly. $4.60 is still silly. I had to have the horse mark $3.30. I suspect he'll start closer to $3.30. I just I can't fathom the price we're getting. I know Kabu was really impressive. He was the best bet for us last time round, and he got the duly saluted and was very good. But second up, twelve hundred meters with a fair amount of speed on at a track where it probably better to get to the middle of the uh, middle of the straight. There, I think Kabu, sorry, Airman is the, the horse we want to be on. Clearly, the best bet of the day. And I'm with you, mate. I think Altivo is another great way to play. There's a double for you, Altivo into Airman. Yeah, thanks. Look, I agree with the Altivo call. Uh, no doubt about that. He was climbing all over the back of him last time. He just couldn't see clear air. Gets out, it wins that race. or goes very close. So, yeah, I do like Altivo. Might have something to say about race 10. Uh, I'm a little bit conflicted. We clearly have what he goes coming back, and that's where we've decided to kick him off on the way through to the big dance. Um, I do think the track will probably be a little bit on pace by then towards the end of the day. And so I think the four horses are going to be in the front being recommendation, Kaboo, um, ourselves, and much, much better. I think they're going to be fighting it out. Um, if you want value, go with much, much better. Uh, I think Kaboo looks awfully hard to beat that right. All right, then, Bakes, you'll be right. You can get one wrong. We're a sneaky place, chance. Yeah, well, we wish you the best of luck. We'll take a break. We'll see if the lads have got anything for us at Mornington. On a Saturday, they, I want to ask them about Antino as well at Sandown tomorrow. So don't go anywhere. We'll wrap up our first hour on winners straight after this.